You're listening to Juno Afternoon. I'm Rhonda McBride. Well, Ed Byarski is always very busy in his garden, but once a week he does take time out to share some of his knowledge with us on Juno Afternoon. And Ed, we have had this steady march towards warmer temperatures, and we may even get up into the mid-60s later on this week. Is this normal for this time of the year as far as your gardening calendar goes? If anything, it's it's been slow. Uh, the temperatures warming up have been slower, slower than usual. So finally, it's a good thing. Maybe I got last weekend, we planted uh, corn and beans in my greenhouse. I'm not as optimistic about outside the greenhouse this year yet. We'll hope that it just keeps warming up. Well, when we talked last week, you were talking about your strawberries that you were putting out. How are they doing? They're growing well. I've just in the last couple of days, I've planted another hundred or so on a project actually down at Sea Alaska. So hopefully there will be some for folks to pick or, or even for the ravens to harvest, unfortunately, but, or fortunately, we'll see if that uh, distracts them from the other stuff that they would like to pluck out of the ground. Oh, it's always a war with the ravens. So, so given that things are a little bit slow, and, and you usually talk to us about your timetable for doing things, what is it you think that gardeners could be doing right now? One of the many, many things, which includes whether it be while we are planting, before planting, after planting, different times, different varieties, is fertilizing and what kind to use for what kind of plants you're growing. Uh, different fertilizer for the acid-loving plants, rhododendrons and raspberries and potatoes versus uh, sweeter soil and sweet, I guess, soil sweetening fertilizers for lilacs and peonies, as well as broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, and more. Uh, and then there's lawn fertilizer, but it that comes with that four-letter word at the beginning of it, so I won't even talk about that one. <laughs> I'm sure in gardening circles that that four-letter word uh, would be okay with some uh, euphemisms added in. But uh, one of the things I've always wondered about is is dumping coffee grounds into, into the soil. Is, is that a, a good idea for certain kinds of plants to just kind of, I know people in this community are big into composting, but, but I wondered mm -hmm. about coffee grounds specifically, because they do have a lot of acid. Don't sure. Last year I hauled, I, I had a deal with one, just one of the coffee, little coffee shops where I provided them with a garbage can and two or th I'd have to go in two or three times a week or they'd fill it, overfill it. I mean, I'm amazed how much coffee people drink. I don't drink coffee. But the coffee grounds are a wonderful addition to compost, certainly. I mean, it's very finely ground. It's sterile. There's no weed seeds in it. There's no bugs, no pests in it. Um, it's l fairly low in fertilizer value, but still has a little bit of uh, nitrogen and potassium in it. The discussion, there's lots of discussions whether it, um, is a slug repellent. I'm not convinced of that one. I found slugs underneath chunks of coffee grounds. It may be a vole or mouse repellent, 
We can certainly use that because we get a lot of those little critters out there chewing on stuff. Um, it is not coffee by itself. Fresh coffee, if you drink it, is acidic. They talk about using it on rhododendrons, for example. But coffee grounds, once the coffee has been extracted from it, is fairly near neutral. So you can use it on almost anything. The other potential issue I'm testing, I'm, we're experimenting with it as always. It may also have somewhat of a seed germination inhibiting effect. So I'm being careful. I don't want to put it like on, uh, mix it right on the soil and then plant carrots or other seeds. So, but if you do this ahead of time, if it'd be great if it had some weed seed inhibiting effects. So then once the plants, the good plants are up, then possibly spreading it in between the rows or between the plants. Again, that's ongoing testing. Uh, check back with me next year <laughs> or next fall on out, and maybe we'll know a little more about that one. Well, it sounds like your garden is a living laboratory. What else are you trying to find out lately? So, yeah, we're well, every year we're always trying new varieties. And, of course, always they're the best, the biggest, the tastiest, the sweetest carrots, but tomatoes, potatoes, lettuce. You fill in the blank. You know, it's they're definitely the best. They're better than anything before, of course. Um, <laughs> so you got to test it. Got to find out. So, I mean, I always have multiple varieties uh, growing of different things that we are trying. Some of them are favorites uh, with carrots or uh, potatoes or tomatoes, like sun gold tomatoes is a favorite um, taste and all that. And they ripen early enough for us. But again, we've got to be careful with our fertilizing. Uh, with, with the amount of rain we get, fertilizer nutrients get leached out of the soil fairly quickly, unless we are gardening in greenhouses or under hoop houses, hoops with plastic. Certainly it helps, uh, it helps warm up the soil, keeps the soil microorganisms a little happier working, the worms and all of those. Um, but using fertilizer wisely, using the right kind of fertilizer at the right time is important, not too much because you can burn, you can damage plants by using too much. So very often if you have a recommendation to use three pounds of fertilizer per hundred square feet, Sometimes you may be better off doing half of that today and then come back a month from now and give the other half. And ideally, again, if it's outdoors, do it just before a rain or if you do a top dressing, sprinkle it on the surface, water it into the soil around the plants. So again, it can be beneficial, reaches the roots, which is where it's needed and yet isn't going to be too much at one time. So just in parting here, any final tips on your calendar for, for the, the coming week? Oh, it's planting, planting and more planting. Uh, it's ongoing. Uh, we're gradually working, like I mentioned, the tomatoes, just took them out to the greenhouse, just harden them off, and they'll go in the ground. Cucumbers are still a week or two away from being big enough to go out there. So, but I'm planting more and looking at my beds, what's happening, we're harvesting, we're eating kale and spinach that was planted last September and January and February. So we're harvesting and planting and more. It's a very, very busy time of year and the cherries are just starting to bloom. 
My All goodness. we need is bees. <laughs> you know, and that's why we really appreciate the fact that you take time out to come on our program and, and share your knowledge with us because we know that it's kind of a, a hard time of the year to be at, taking up your time. So thank you very much for joining us on Juno Afternoon. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Till right. next week. Till next week. Thanks so much. Ed Byarski with Garden Talk.